You are listening to The Ramble, an official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. The Ramble. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, good morning. Uh, good evening. Good night, fellow Reds all around the world. This is Eric from uh, Four. Uh, you can find us at foresight.com. That's F-O-A-R site.com. And as I said, this is the Ramble. Joined um, today, I'm got. This is absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. Um, bear with me. It will be better because uh, Keith will talk a lot. Uh, Mental will obviously say a lot. And Jason will, um, will have some value inside and obviously he has will, I think. So, um, hi, you guys. Up for it? Hi, everyone. Just for that, I'm not going to say anything from you. Just for that. Oh, you couldn't even if you tried. <laughs> don't, don't tease us, Keith. Don't tease us. <laughs> So you missed me if I was gone. How much better is life? How much better is life if you've seen the Reds score seven goals? Yes, rumor has it we scored some goals. Yeah, and well, actually, we couldn't stop scoring. So it it really is like ketchup. You know when you when you got the bottle down and nothing is coming and nothing is coming and you keep banging it and banging it and suddenly your entire plate's drowning the shit uh, I'm not, yeah, for yeah. some reason I'm not thinking about ketchup <laughs> the best of about constipation about <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's, let, let's stick to the foot uh, maybe I shouldn't say <laughs> let, let, well, I just I'm hope you continue I just hope you continue scoring now I can bring down the tone of the conversation. Um, the best bit about constipation is when it clears, right? Yeah. And after that, you're back to, to your regular stuff. So, quite oh, sure. And, and also, it's curious about Everton are losing at the moment against Leon. Yeah, it's it's absolutely great. Um, uh, we are recording this um, just uh, half an hour into the Everton game, and within two minutes, um, they had a penalty against them which was an obvious one. So that's nice. Um, they're terrible. And life is great because we win, they lose. Um, and United fans are absolutely losing the shit over Mourinho's tactics. Oh, I've, yeah, I've had the pleasure today of um, looking up uh, a thing or two on the Facebook. And I scrolled down uh, a couple of these United fan groups and, and their official page. Um it's it's a barrel of laughs. It's it, 
talking about, yeah, we need to rest people, and oh, we've got all these injuries, and um, this ain't gonna last. Lukaku is shit. Like all the things that we said at the start of the season. But it's absolutely, absolutely nice. So um, they have tell you what, if 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 their luck deserts them, because I, I don't know where they get their luck from. It started with Ferguson. If their luck deserts them. They could be in trouble. I mean, they sneaked home against Benfica again in the bloody 90th-odd minute. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if, if their luck deserts them. Uh, and don't forget, they played the bottom seven teams of the bottom nine, uh, and they're going to start playing the better sides. Uh, you can't continue with these tactics. No, no, absolutely. Um, it's also uh, mental, I think. Hold on there. <laughs> Somebody please put on a mute if we're going to go to the toilet. <laughs> was, that, was that just uh, clearing constipation? <laughs> um, I mean, talk about talking shit. We don't have to hear it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, they they did. Um, that, yeah, they relied on an eighteen-year-old goalkeeper making a howler yesterday. Uh, of a mistake uh, we should have got a penalty against them you know and um, of course you know Salah taking the ball off of Coutinho's toe is just what we've been going through um, you know their last game against us their goal was offside their equaliser you know the build up was offside um, yeah so lots and lots of ridiculous fortune um, yeah, and, but, uh, and, it was, and it was our fault because we did Klopp didn't change his midfield so they could attack yeah, that was brilliant, that one, wasn't it? How dare we? What a twat he is. How dare we not make it easy for him? How dare we make his life difficult? I wanted a journalist asked to ask him, you know, he's never beaten Klopp, and does he think he'll be able to beat him with these tactics? <laughs> what was his response? Well, I want a, a bloody journalist to actually man up and ask him the damn question. I like, think him once. Why did they go easy on him? Which they had already, which they had already, Klopp had already won the tie basically, because, and so they lost the one load, Keith. Because he's one load, that's why he gets a, a, a bit of a free pass. Um, but it, I'm quite sure it will be something like, uh, "I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say on this." Yeah, oh, the, uh, the, the great one is when he uh, says yeah, the, the, the score is on uh, the score is fake. Perspicacious, by the way. But uh, sorry. The one who only claims the score is fake. Yeah. <laughs> I never, well, today I read somewhere um, there is a, a couple of newspapers are turning a bit on him because he's absolutely sprouting bullshit. Um, he, he was saying, I never complain about um, about injuries. The last post-match interview he gave, you were crying about you couldn't play your midfield players you fucking cry ass. Jesus and we couldn't we couldn't match Emery can and Ginny went out of it's not fair <laughs> I don't have Pogba I've got no idea what to do boohoo fuck off you tit uh, the funniest thing of course is that we don't actually have any defensive midfielders accused of us of having three defensive midfielders we don't have any none of our players are defensive midfielders yeah, yeah but, they're all boxed up. I think it would be the perfect time for City to play United at this stage and thump them 6 7 0. Oh, I, I, to, to be honest, I would love that. 
Can anybody see anybody catching City at the moment? Ooh, it's going to be very, very difficult. I wrote in the um, uh, in the in the, the preseason pre pre uh, predictions. I said if if the team clicks instantly, um, that they're going to 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 run away with it. So we just need to focus on getting second, and that's a bit what annoyed me about the last couple of couple of weeks. The complaints. Um, before the season, we all said if we can go on a very decent uh, Champions League run, you know, quarter, quarterfinals, at, at least make it out of the group and have a good contest after that. You, you never know what you're going to get, but you know, if if you let's say you, you win, uh, you get Madrid right after the uh, after the group stages. You win two one at home, you lose one nil away, you're gone, sathing, But you know, you can live with that. And if we make it into top four, that's going to be a very good season. Obviously, we want more, but that would classify for me as a good season. Anybody? I fancy us getting a long run, doing a long run in the in the Champions League. I really do. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it depends who we come up against. Uh, well. You, you almost want us to come up against a good team, actually, don't you? Just so that you can uh, 100%. see if we can... Yeah, just to see... I'd love to see us match up to uh, a Barcelona or a, or a Bayern or something like that in a competitive game, just to see how far along the squad is. I think we'll do better against the, the, the top sides because they will attack us and we can use our pace on the counter. Uh we always we always perform well against the top sides, so I don't, I, I, for me that's not an issue. Who we draw? Yeah, but, but what? But no one, no one plays. Def well, hardly anyone plays defensive in the Champions League. I mean, I don't know what Maribor were doing. I was, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was looking at their defensive line and thinking, surely they've got to drop a bit deeper because it was so easy for Salah to get in behind them. They can't. The same as Ajax and um, uh, uh, PSV, Feyenoord, Brunby, Anderlecht. Those teams play 90% of, of their games. They play to win. They're going to have the ball a lot. So you buy players that will have the ball a lot, that are comfortable in possession. Um, in, the, in At the same time, that are not Mourinho players who, who, who can easily switch... Uh, to 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 being from uh, defensive to ultra defensive, they're not used to it. All they can do is get the ball, move forward, create attacking movement, uh, press their defence, make them uh, force mistakes, and then you come up to a bigger and better side, and then you've got no idea how how to 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 to, to change that. Here's a poser for everybody, Vess. What do you think? If Man United finish outside the top four and don't go much further than the quarters in the Champions League. Is he here next year? Well, yeah, I, I just I don't think it's worth it's not worth going into this because they're, they're you know look, look they're, they're not conceding they uh, they're, they're flat track bullies they'll knock over the bottom dozen teams they'll get top four um, they won't, with City going the way they are they won't win but if City stumble and suddenly uh, you know their defence falls to pieces or something um, then uh, you know he'll why, will they, why will they get a top four over and above Spurs as Arsenal Chelsea why will they get a top four what Arsenal well, how many, I think they've conceded two goals all season is it 
maybe one in the uh, Champions League as well. I mean, they're, they're just not conceding. And uh, if you don't concede, you know, most teams will make mistakes and allow you in. And that's what that's what he's playing to. He's just playing to being flat track bullies. Um, and they'll do that very well. Yeah, he'll, he'll be happy to just get back into the Champions League. Um, he'll be fine losing all the game and, and drawing all the games with the top six sides, uh, apart from uh, potentially um, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. He'll hate those. But you uh, can't win the league. You can't win the league like that, though. Um, yeah. And that has to be his target. I mean, you look at the amount of money. I think it's around about the most expensively assembled sports team ever. So he's got to win things and not. He hasn't got his Griezmann. He hasn't got his class striker. He knows what he's got with Lukaku. Lukaku is a flat track bully. You know, he's and the reason why he's had him firing is because he's had Lukaku playing around the six yard box. As soon as Lukaku had to do something from the edge of the box or outside the box, like with us, he couldn't do it because he's an average player outside the box. And so he knows that, and, he, and he, he'll be after an absolute top-class striker. He still wants uh, a, a, a winger. He wants a wide guy like the Inter, like Inter use at the moment. To feed Icardi, you know, he's still after some key players. And until he gets his team, I think it's probably why he's playing this way, until he gets his, his players, uh, this is how he's going to play. He's going to try and nick a goal and then just sit back for the rest of the game and wait for uh, teams to overcommit. you've been awfully quiet yeah I was about to answer what uh, Keith the, the question Keith asked alright uh, if and if they don't get Champions League football next year I do believe he will be gone that, as simple as that uh, the pressure's quite different these days on managers we've seen Craig Shakespeare get get the sack. Why? And right, <laughs> I, I can't really say why, but uh, I feel that the pressure on Mourinho if he doesn't get Champions League football for next season will be much much bigger, and I do believe he will be gone if that happens. Whether he will get Champions League football, that's a different issue. I'm sure it will. He, he, he has a big chance to get to, get to the top four. Uh, personally, I think they will finish above Spurs. Uh, whether they will finish above us, I don't know. The optimist in me says no, but you, you, you never know. Overall, I think it's way too early to, to make these kind of predictions, even about City. Uh, we all know what can happen We've seen it last season, first with City, then with us. Uh, they topped the league, then we topped the league. They fell down, we fell down. Chelsea rose out of nowhere and just ran away with it. So Yeah, I think it's true. I think it's true what you're saying. Uh, I think Pep said a game or two ago that the season before they had more points at this, you know, at the point he was asked the question, are you going to win the league or whatever? And he said, well, we had more points than this last year and you know what happened so I, yeah. I, it, it, feel, it feels a little bit more sustainable this season to be honest but um, yeah 
it, it's, we can only it hope. Always, it always feels sustainable while, while the good run is lasting. It always feels sustainable. It always feels like nothing will change, and that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to end, and stuff like that. But I mean, come on, let's not sound like United fans who claimed after three first three rounds that they've already won the title. Yeah, sounds like I love life. I tell you what, I'm I'm actually <laughs> hoping that we've gone through our little dip in form. Um, and, and sort of ironed out the problems and the difficulties and we won't go through that dip in January and we'll just come on stronger and stronger and finish stronger. That's what I'm hoping for for us. Well, that's, that, that's the thing we all should be hoping for. That, that's very logical. And I'm sure every team during the season will go through a crisis. How long that crisis is going to last, that's the question that will decide the winner. You got that very busy November through January, f- when you play about a quarter of the season in a space of, of two or three months, uh, or even more, a third of the season in in that period. Um, for us, we are getting Klein, Lalana, Mane uh, uh, at least back. So that's that's three starters suddenly all available. And um, and Chamber will be you know used to playing for us, uh, used to the pressure of a real top club, and um, and he'll be fit and firing. So that's four potential starters in that period. So that's that's a bonus for us. And um, all we need to do is is not lose more players before that. But um, it's a it's a dumb fuckery. If we can cut out the dumb fuckery. Yeah. You know, the stupid mistake. Because uh, all the mistakes we've been making are really, really stupid ones. They're, they're you know, um, so basic. Shouldn't You shouldn't be looking to change players, buy new players because of the mistakes we're making. You know, there's no problem with upgrading players. So I have no problem with that. But not because of the mistakes we're making. They're just not acceptable, the mistakes we've been making. And, and I think Klopp has a right to expect more from his players than he's been seeing. You know, just such idiots, idiotic things we've been doing, which uh, any any player playing in the Premier League should be able to deal with. We need to cut that out. If we cut that out, we will, we'll actually be okay. You know, and let's hope it was just a, a phase that we, but for whatever reason... That has been going on for a long time, though. Most of those mistakes, you can say, all right, that will happen to you once a season. It's a mistake... Which can happen, you know, um, especially Lovren um, kicking over the ball. You know, that'll happen. Every player has one or two of those a season. Just why does it happen uh, more to some players than others? Lovren and Chan, and we we spoke about that. I think in the last ramble that we did about the concentration, but those two absolutely have horrible concentration levels and that's why Lovren was that good against Lukaku because that is the top game so concentration isn't an issue and he's and he's a 20 million defender um, in, in in those games but you need him to be the 20 million defender against Burnley against um, uh, Newcastle and, and, and the game where he made the howler Seville that's where he needs to be them as well. 
and that's the, he likes physical games he likes physical games he likes getting into a fight and with Lukaku it's always a physical struggle so he kind of likes that because he has to be doing something to feel like he's defending um, which is why he can't stand still yeah because he's sometimes he's like a puppy chasing a flashlight um, but the, the 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 more technical games he's 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 finds much much harder because he just makes the wrong decisions. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure about that. I mean, when you think about, I think there might be something in what Eric was saying actually, because uh, you think about it, probably about the most technical game we'll come up against will be. Man City. I mean, okay, this year isn't the best example because um, they gave us a bit of. A... Yeah, well, then it's doubly not a good example. But we normally do, we normally do pretty well against City, and um, you know that's when again the defenders have to have maintain absolute one hundred percent concentration. So yeah, it could just be. I, I remember. Um, we had a problem years ago with um, David James. He could be fantastic, uh, you know, make unbelievable saves and nothing would go past him. But if he had a game where he'd done nothing for 80 minutes and then suddenly had a shot at him, he'd, he'd switched off and uh, um, would concede ridiculous goals. So it could be could be that with Lovren, actually. I believe that's the case with, with not just Lovren, but, but maybe with Klaman and the rest of our defense. In those games where we have to defend all the time, we are good at it. And when we don't, just too many players switch off. Yeah, when we need I to think, be I switched think a great off. example was Newcastle, wasn't it? I mean, uh, Lovren and, and Matip were just kind of stood there watching the game. Uh, and then they, they just had to play a pass through the middle. Not just Lovren and Matip. You just, if you take a look, uh, Gini Wijnaldum was standing still looking at John Joe Shelby, who was moving forward, trying to pick that pass for Jose Lu, and he just didn't step out and, and close him down. You, I don't know if any of you read, I, I, I wrote an article on that when I discussed that maybe a changing of formation would do the trick. I put a screenshot of that moment. And you can just see it's Henderson who had gone uh, far upfield in the previous attack. Was He was running back. He was trying to get uh, get to Shelby in time to stop him from making that pass. But Wijnaldum was standing in front of Shelby. He had all the time to step out and stop him. And he just stood like, I don't know, six or seven yards in front of him and looked at him. Yeah, it was, I think it was, um, I think he knew that there was an exposure. Because he had become the deepest midfielder, he kind of had this defensive responsibility. And I think he was in a situation where he, he needed to move forwards to uh, to close exactly. down Shelby. Exactly. But it was, counter, it was counterintuitive because... He was also the protection for the defence. So moving forwards is counterintuitive because he was right near the halfway line. Um, so I think that's why he got kind of caught and stuck there. And, and of course, if he had moved forward, you know, it's possible the ball just gets moved sideways and someone else plays the ball, right? Because uh, Shelby had a player next to him. Um, so it, it, I think that's why he got caught in this indecision of whether to close down or not. Because I think his instinct was to, no, you've got to go back and cover. You've got to stay back and cover. But, uh, you know, the, the pass, of course, takes him out of the game. 
Well, the problem is the 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 shot, the camera shot just doesn't show if there were any runners on Newcastle's left side. But on their right side, there there was a player making a run, and Moreno had been uh, caught far up the field. But Coutinho was back. He was back, and he was ready to to intercept any pass that would go that way. So I, I do believe Wijnaldum should have been aware of all that and stepped out straight into, into Shelby's face and stop him making that pass, try to block it. I think from what well, one thing that we've not had this season is uh, the intensity from the midfield that we're used to with Klopp. And I think um, most of that comes from playing Ginny and... Um, Chan. So there's no Lalana. I mean, you could, uh, I heard about um, in the Maribor game, um, Milner ran 12 kilometers. I think it was the the highest um, amount in the game. The sort of thing that you expect to get from Lalana, actually. And uh, I think we don't have that intent. You know, Chan doesn't like playing the eight as much as the six. He doesn't like running around as much. So uh, I, I think that's. That's somewhere where we've we've lacked a bit this season as well. They between them, I just don't think they've done enough generally. You know, uh, last season, second half of the season, I think one Eldon was the had the high, highest number of assists in the Premier League, um, and first half of the season, Alana got good numbers as well. But we've not really seen enough from those two. I don't think. Have we changed? Is one of the changes this season been that we're fluid in the midfield? Because you know we've seen Henderson move forwards much further forwards than last season, where he really was the holding number six. Yeah. Whereas this season we're seeing more of a rotation uh, during the games, so that Henderson's up, Genie's back, or Emery's back, and Genie's up. Have we been trying to accommodate a more a new, more fluid, changing um, uh, central yeah. three, perhaps I, to make I, up I, for I Adams so. not being in there? I think so because I, I th- what I, I think they're doing is is creating this whole squad that can interchange uh, and not be reliant. So if we do get injuries, other people slot in as well. Uh, and and that's, that was a good point that you picked up there because I also noticed that. Perhaps that's uh, why we've been a bit off colour and making stupid mistakes because there are, people are trying to get used to something new, doing something new. It, it did surprise me that Last season, we came out of the blocks absolutely on fire. And this season, we came out of the blocks half asleep and making stupid mistakes. Centrally, and that's what I liked about Milner in the um, in the Maribor game. He 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 drifted wide, which made it very difficult for their fullbacks to stay very compact 
because we were flooding those areas and that's something that Lalana used to do for us as well so that's why last season we were loads better in this because um, because Lalana played so much more um, or at least well, he, he, actually he played so that makes it a big difference where you can they can't drop deep because you simply stretch them because you overload on, on, on the wide areas and suddenly you're behind their line um, with a bit of time and you can put in that pass but it also allows the um, uh, the runners into the box so Firmino scores twice or basically three times and he's in place for a tap in that he misses which Keith has a very strong opinion about but that's four moments where he's actually in the right in the right position and that's because with the build up play where a midfielder drifts wide, overlaps on on, on the winger or the inside forward and, and helps out the fullback that's where that, those that two, three extra seconds come from where um, where Firmino can get into position where before he didn't have it's it's one fullback he needs to make the run and he needs to whip in the cross uh, a bit too hasty at times but are you are you saying then we need to find a place for Milner we need to find a place and who's whose expense oh, at the moment when all them he has done fuck all and, and you know what I understand what he do and I appreciate his finding the solution he's he's good on the ball he never loses it yaddy 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 I got that but it's 12 games in he doesn't even have an assist and it's just not good enough so um, uh, he's, he's been blowing hot and cold uh, away from home he's been terrible couple of games where he played well at home but um well, yeah, at times you need to do stuff. He's weak from set pieces as well, isn't he? I mean, uh, there's been a couple of times now where he's um, lost out at defensively at set pieces as well. Which which annoys me because that used to be one of his best traits. His his timing of the ball and and um, his defensive contributions. When you when you look at the. Um, uh, the losers final in the World Cup 2014 uh, Holland Brazil where he both scores and wins two or three of those defensive headers you can see that he's got it in him it's just for some reason he's just not doing it so yeah I would definitely drop Wijnaldum um, keep Chan even though he's more error prone than Wijnaldum um, but he's got the physicality and he's got he, he, he can make the runs uh, he played a bit deeper um, already against uh, against United in the second half. So I'd keep Chan, I'd keep uh, I'd put in Milner, I'd drop uh, Wijnaldum, and obviously I'd keep Hendo. Fez, agree with me? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> 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 No, really. I, okay, uh, let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, don't do it, Vez. Don't do it. Don't make a pact with the devil. I think we need to to adjust our midfield uh, in view of the opponent. 
uh, it's one game we need to play against a Burnley type of team and quite another against uh, City or Arsenal. Um, I think uh, Wijnaldum is a very good choice when you're playing technical sides. Uh, he, he is mobile enough, he is quick on the ball enough, and uh, he has that killer pass that can, that can split and a defense that, that, that likes to play in a high line. Um, on the other hand, uh, Emre Can is much more useful when you're playing Burnley or, or I don't know, that, that, that kind of bus parking team like Manchester United. So, where, where you need someone to, to push and shove in the mid, midfield and who can shoot, actually, if the defense is packed and you, you just can't break into the box past, I don't know, the, the penalty spot. So, you need someone who can blast that ball from, like, 20 yards and Emre definitely has that in him. So, I think we need to alternate based on we who, said, who we are playing. Ves, are you saying that maybe Klopp's not tactically uh, flexible enough? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I would be more <laughs> flexible than he is. Yeah, I, I I find him frustrating at times. I must admit, as much as I as much as I like him, as much as he fits Liverpool like a glove, I find him frustratingly slow to react, and I find him frustratingly uh, stubborn uh, in terms of who he keeps on and who he changes and who he brings on. I, I actually admit. had a, I actually had a discussion with a friend of mine who's a diehard Barcelona fan. And he's like convinced that Barcelona are going to stay the best team in the world forever, and that Liverpool are never going to go back to the top. Um, one of his uh, points that, that, that he's making is that we don't look fit enough for 90 minutes. Past 60, we go lame. That, that's what he says. And. Uh, if you look at uh, the timing of Klopp's substitutions, then that may actually make sense what he says. It's not that we're not fit. It's just that why managers make substitutions around the hour mark? Because that's when you need to freshen up that midfield. You need to pick out your most tired player and take him out and bring on someone who can run like crazy. He needs to do that sooner in a game. I agree, and if he doesn't use his squad, squad properly, he just ties out the players that we're actually relying on more and more. Yeah. And that's my, that's my biggest gripe against uh, Klopp at the moment. Uh, against Maribor, he kind of had to. He needed a performance, he needed a win, uh, both oh, yeah, yeah, to get yeah. out of this group stage. Um, and, this f- f- and, you know, all these forwards needed goals. Salah hadn't scored for a couple of games. Uh, Coutinho's all right. He he scored. He hasn't scored for one or two, and that's that's all perfectly fine. But Firmino really needed a goal, and he really needed two, and he could have used the third as well. That was a brilliant header by Firmino. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love it. Absolutely was. But um, you know, the, the forwards really needed it. Henderson could could have done with the rest. Um, not sure. Um, if if Wijnaldum and Chan um, both needed to play that game, you could have gone for a 
for Oxlade from the start. Then again, you don't have any wingers ready now now that Mane's out, so you can't do much there. And you keep uh, you keep Oxlade on the bench to to replace the tiring forwards. So based on what he said a couple of days ago, I'm sure he will keep Oxlade on the wing for this season, all the time. I think he will play in midfield only if he has to. Yeah. I don't know if you heard or read what he said. He no, said no, that that the dog slate is not quite ready to play in in midfield. Oh. I... And basically, I agree with that. I, I really do. I think he, at the moment he is much more useful on the wing. I tell you what, he looked bloody good when he came on. Uh, not uh, not in Maribo, but he looked. Bloody good when he came on uh, against yes, United. I, I love that piece, what, what he did to, to Darmian, that dribbling, that when he just pushed the ball on one side and ran around him <laughs> on the other. <laughs> I just think he needs a little bit more game time, to be honest with you. Just a bit of a longer run, and I think yeah. he'll settle very nicely. I just think, uh, yeah, he just needs that longer run in the side just to settle a bit. That's for sure. So uh, where is he going to get those games? The, where is he going to get the time? Possibly a bit of um, bit of extra rotation for the Maribor home game. Yeah, that could be one. Names. Sorry. You mean Ox? You mean Ox? Yeah. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Oh, look, he'll get he'll get plenty of cameos, you know, until he's sort of bended in. Uh, I'm not too worried about that. I, I think he was bought as cover for the uh, wide attackers. So you're not having to, you know, so at least there's three choices for Mane, Salah and someone else rather than just two. And I think that's what he was brought for. So he will, he will, he'll get an increasing amount of time there as the season goes on. I'm not too worried about it. I think next season is his season, really. Yeah, we were all talking about uh, getting some cover because last season we had Coutinho and Mane on the wings and uh, we all talked all the time about getting a third player that can play wide and then we bought Salah and then came that that thing where Klopp said he intends to use Coutinho more in midfield so that basically meant we needed two wingers and in Salah and Ox we got two wingers yeah so you expect we're going to do something there in uh, in January like, like go back in for Lamar hmm. something like that I don't think so I don't think so I, I believe if he goes for anybody in January it's going to be either Van Dyke or perhaps another squad player oh, why not both or both but I don't, I don't think he's going to go for too many players that, that that will be supposed to step into the lineup immediately you know expensive Mental, player didn't you didn't you have a theory that there's a couple of defenders out there that are there is it Gimenez and uh, De Vrij I think Gimenez De Vrij Lazio Gimenez uh, Atletico and there is a third one I forget his name though there's three so I would is expect that, at the very least that, a pre-contract that, deal with one of them the marvellous one where you uh, kept uh, kept texting about earlier today? <laughs> no, no, that's a Zimbabwean guy. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was, was great being linked with you. 
a player called Marvelous. I forget what he's. I don't know what he is. Um, we should sign him just for that. <laughs> Even if he's absolutely terrible, it'd still be funny because of the irony. <laughs> yeah, marvelous. Not so much. Um, so yeah, so I'd expect for at least one pre-contract deal in January. We might even fork out some money, see if we can get one of them for ten million euros or something like that. You know, if uh, Atletico might want to uh, get some money rather than no money, you know, so we might actually spend and bring in the centre-back. Um, who knows what's going to happen with the Van Dijk situation. Wouldn't surprise me if that doesn't happen until next summer anyway. If, if I'll be very interested to see if Keita is available and if Leipzig are out, uh, whether he will come in January. They're having such a bad time in the Champions League, aren't they? Yeah. So that that could be another potential. I think that'll be huge for the run-in for us anyway. It will definitely be a huge boost. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that will be a kick. I mean, I remember when we all were saying where we we're going to finish, and I said if we get Van Dijk and Cater, we could win this. Uh, maybe not now with the the form of City, but I think those two were key for us: uh, the the energy and the skill of Cater and the defensive organisation of Van Dijk. And I think we're seeing that that's what we're missing at the moment. And a striker. At the moment, we're missing a striker as well, aren't we? We're missing that finishing up, up front. So, yeah. will, you know, will, I, I, will he, will he drop Firmino? I thought that'd be the last of our problems, but I think I think we need a we need a proper other person other than Firmino. Um, totally agree. And the thing is, it doesn't even have to be. Well, ideally, you get a, a great player there, right? But um, I, 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 th- I think one of the problems we've got is that um, Sturridge has. In, in pre-season, he looked really good, but he's gone back to being tentative and, you know, he, he's too scared of getting hurt for the Premier League. I think he just needs to go to Italy or Spain or wherever and um, continue his career over there. Yeah, I think it's, it, I'm hoping he stays fit so we can sell him and get some money out of him. But I, he's history. I'm sorry. Uh, I would actually play Solanke more than I would play Sturridge at this stage. We've been saying that for quite a long time. Sturridge has three subs or uh, two assists from his last three subs. He puts the ball in on Henderson and he puts the ball in on uh, on Oxlade. So he makes the ones that have a hard time scoring, he makes them, he, he grants them goals. So, and, and we've been saying, yeah, he needs to be sold, needs to be sold. PSG came in for him last last uh, last January, and we didn't sell him. So we're quite heavy on the we're not selling him. Well, he's club uh, won't sell a player like that if we don't have a a replacement. That's the thing. He's not going to remove a, a quality uh, sort of finishing striker unless he can put something else in place. I mean, he, I'm convinced he wants Timo Werner from Leipzig. He wants him. He wants that. That's his next Lewandowski, I think. But it'll Look, be a tough, I don't think, tough getting him. Uh, I don't think Klopp will change anything when it comes to, to the front line uh, during the season. I really don't. Because yeah, unlike, very unlikely, yes. Yeah, because, the, let's face it, our forward line is very, very good overall. And this is just a moment where, where they just aren't 
playing their best football. There aren't finishing chances. Goals will come. Once once it all clicks into place, goals will come a plenty. And uh, how much sense does it actually make to uh, buy a striker that you will immediately put into the lineup in January? I mean, look at you. You have players like Lacazette. That's a terrific player. He came into this Arsenal team and he he's done absolutely nothing. He needs time. All players, well, most players need need time to to adjust to to new surroundings, new league, new teammates, uh, new demands from the manager, stuff like that, and. It just doesn't make sense to go for that purchase in January. I can't see it happening either. I think is get Kaita. You're breaking up, Keith. Um, if anything happens with the strike situation, uh, I think he will recall uh, Origi. Well, that that's an option too, and a good option actually. Yeah, we still have Ings. Um, maybe Ings goes. Um, and Origi comes back. Solanke is still there. Sturridge is still here. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm convinced we're not going to spend big on uh, on any strikers. If anything happens, it, it's going to be Origi. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we will either. I, I think um, it doesn't mean that. It wouldn't be good to have someone there. Uh, uh, what, what I said in the summer, and I still stand by it, is that um, I'd rather have I'd rather have a better striker and have no Sturridge and no. Uh, I'd be prepared to lose Sturridge and Origi if we could get someone, you know, uh, around Firmino's level to challenge him for his his um, position, or even better. Oh yeah, definitely. You could get a Timo Werner and then yeah, let the others go, sort of thing. But um, I, I do wonder if I do wonder if Origi is going to be keen to come back um, because uh, you know it's it, it, I want I think he really kind of I think he kind of lost interest during the last season. He got frustrated. He was worried about the World Cup, not getting to the World Cup. So hence that's why he wanted to go out on loan. Because he just wasn't playing with the team at all through the uh, through the spring, he just wasn't linking with anybody, and it just got worse and worse. And so I I do wonder if he'll ever want to come back to the, you know. Um, he came out with the interview this this week or last week that he um, he absolutely learned. It's it's on it's on the website. Uh, go to foresight.com, foarsight.com. There's a, there's an article about. The interview that he gave, and he said something about, um, "I've learned a lot from uh, from Gomez while I'm here. He's scored two goals in six games, which is pretty decent. If you uh, if you come back into his side, the, the, the main coach was sacked, so you know they were all in great form. So it's um, it's 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 been good for him there, um, and he's and he's learning again. He's he's a starting player, which always helps." Um, so yeah, but it's it's going to be difficult. He was very very good in the four two three one um, with Firmino behind him during the Europa League uh, run um, two seasons ago. In the four three three, he seems a bit lost. 
Yeah. So, so, so that is that's my main gripe with Origi, and 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 with Klopp. I mean, for all the managers that we've had, and I've uh, liked most of them. Um, I never understand can he bring in on Downing and taking off Carroll. You buy a winger yeah. and, a, and a lad who's who's like as, as tall as as the Eiffel Tower, um, but they're never on the pitch at the same time. They always dip my head in, and that's the same with others of you know with with Origi. You know he's not great in this setup. He's good in the four four two. He's great in the four two three one. Don't make him play in that four three three. So if you play him, adjust to his style, or get rid of him. Saying this is not going to work out. I only want to play this. I can't use you for it. So all fine and well. All the best, Divock. Which is which is perfectly fine. Which is very understandable. I mean, yeah, but I think he might. I think once we get uh, Cater in, I I think we're going to see much more of a two-man midfield. I think so too. Oh, and there's also that thing about Gurigi's age. I mean, he's a very, very young player. And he has time to adjust, to learn new tricks and play differently. Uh, if yeah. if someone needs to go, I don't know, it's between storage and Gurigi. For me, it's definitely storage. Based on the hope that someone else can, can do better? Well, no, actually, based on the fact that uh, for three years, Sturridge hasn't done much for us. He has been injured a lot. Uh, when he came back, he occasionally scores an important goal, but uh, he often goes missing. Uh, on the other hand, you have Origi, who needs time to play and who has scored a lot of goals last season important goals and for me I don't know it's a very clear choice I mean you have this young talented striker about to reach his prime in, in a year or two or three I don't know and on the other hand you have a 29 year old injury prone player I don't know for me the choice is quite clear well, he seems to be very very fit in the last two seasons but there's always that question in in the back of our minds: for how long is it going to stay like that? Yeah, well, that's that's the same with uh, with with Phil. It's it's nice that we've got him back, and it's nice we'll, we'll certainly have him for October. Um, how long in November do we have him? Because he always goes out for a month in that in that period. Yeah, but last season it was an impact injury, if I remember. Was it West Ham or, or I don't I can't remember which game exactly Sunderland. where he got Sunderland. Sunderland. Sunderland yeah where he got that knock and, and that was really really bad yeah, yeah so. no, that, that happens obviously happens oh hold on hold on um, it's it's an actual very good scrap between Leon and Everton they're really going at it it's it's a full blown fight fans are actually joining in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Schneiderling yeah, injured. Um, I think Kuman will be gone within a week or two. Yeah, I wanted to, to say let's take a moment and and you know <laughs> express our yeah, for, for Everton. I would have preferred to keep Kuman because I actually don't rate him that much. 
Yeah. So I would prefer he kept with the bitters so they could have an actual shit season and then get rid of him. I'll miss his too tight trench coat as well. Oh, I rate him highly and it means most likely that he will be the um, uh, the, the new um, uh, coach for the national team. Yeah, that's right, because they're just a chip. Fakir is just take off. He's supposed to be a great player, isn't he, Fakir? Sorry? I wonder why no one's ever gone in for him. Hey, you've still got De Boer as well. Don't forget De Boer, Eric. Yeah, yeah, and he's still very good. So, the, no, um, if Kuman gets a sack, um, he'll get the job um, within a few months. No doubt. Well, for me, let's hope Kuman stays for a long, long time. Not going to happen. Too much talk about the board being uh, being behind him. Which is always a bad sign. Yeah, kiss of death. Yeah, that's with cool. knives. He's got, our, he's got our full backing next week. Bye. Yeah. No, no. Well, I talked I talk with the owners today, and they're absolutely, absolutely one hundred percent behind me. They know the situation. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Oh, hold on. What? Oh, they sacked me. Oh, nice. Is this is this the is this the opposite then? Uh, so at West Ham, they're constantly saying we're we're gonna sack um, what's his name Billich if uh, if he doesn't win his next game. Um, so far, it, <laughs> this seems to work. <laughs> maybe maybe that maybe that's what. Uh, Maybe that's what the other clubs need to do. Instead of saying, oh, we're fully behind him, it's like, nah, he's terrible. If he doesn't win his next game, he's out. <laughs> well, it didn't work that well for Mourinho in, at Chelsea, I think. No, but Mourinho is a cunt. <laughs> I, I, I would love him to get sacked again. Yeah, would. absolutely. You know, you just know that he'll be PSG manager within, within a couple of weeks. Has any one of you read what he said after after the Benfica game last night? The, the crying about the injuries. We 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 talked no, about that. No, 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 no. Then no. That he, that he knew that Benfica couldn't defend as good as Liverpool defended for ninety minutes. <laughs> we didn't need to. <laughs> he, 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 did, he didn't say that, did he? Well, he, he he predicted that the goalkeeper was going to walk over his line with the ball. Wow, he's a genius! If you if you give me one minute, I'll get you an exact quote. I think he said, yeah, he said something like uh, Liverpool, like Liverpool defended. Yeah, the, the, he knew that Benfica couldn't do that for ninety minutes. Is he mental? <laughs> exactly. I, I tweeted about that and I added, "Been drinking, Jose, right?" <laughs> oh yeah, I, I like that tweet. I like that tweet. It's, it's that's, that's beyond deluded. Yeah, that's yeah. dangerously yeah. close to. Here, lad, here's this white jacket. Yeah, it's got pretty long sleeves. Try it on. See how it fits. Okay, here it is. The amazing defensive work Liverpool did against us. Benfica could not do that for the whole game. He's a deluded twat. He really is a deluded twat. Yeah. 
Well, he just knows how the media works because the media r always run with what he says. And so you end up talking about what he says, right? So you don't talk about him or his team. You talk about what he says. So then they yeah, start talking that about... That, that backfired on him in Spain, eh? Yeah, it did. Yeah. That backfired. The Spanish, the Spanish press didn't like him. They had a full go to that. The English press absolutely love him, don't they? Yeah. I mean, they always have. Yeah. They've been obsessed with him ever since he first went to Chelsea. Yeah, because yeah. you've got the sun and the mirror and all that crap. We've got, they haven't got a brain cell to rub together between a lot of them. That's being awfully generous. Yeah, it's also true. They haven't got a brain cell to rub together. <laughs> no, terrible, that. Okay, so... Okay, um, so um, we are getting close to the end of the show. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Um, we will be uh, with you shortly with more shows, uh, games before uh, shows about the game, preview shows, and um, obviously reaction shows. Thank you for tuning in. This is Eric from uh, Four. Uh, thank you to Jason, Mentor, uh, Vez, and obviously Keith. You didn't talk that much. You did. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. And there's a place that I've dreamed of Where I can free my mind I hear the sounds of the season And lose all sense of time I'm moving far away To a sunny place Sense of time.